Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios of Relate365.com. On the campus of Silverbirch Ranch, and we are prepping for summer. It's exciting. It's fun. We're exciting to have a normal summer. Uh, we're, we're really full um, in a lot of ways. Our, our high school camp has a wait list, so if you're looking for that, um, you might want to look at some other options at the moment. Uh, but we still have some room on our junior middler camps, which is third to seventh grade. So if you have a third to seventh grader, we'd love to have you. We have one a week at the start of summer, one at the end of, end of summer. And we do have some room in our family camps. So if you're looking for a nice family getaway vacation, what better place to come to Silver Ranch? You can whitewater raft, zip line, horseback riding. As a family. You know, as a family. It's yeah. great. And we do we do a bunch of fun family activities for you guys. And so I'd encourage you to head over to silverbirchranch.org. And uh, hit the summer tab, and you can look on all of our summer information. Otherwise, if you know somebody's coming, um, we're always looking for volunteers or even counselors. You know, if maybe you have a son, daughter, or a neighbor that you'd love to come and be a cabin leader for them, you know, hit us Absolutely. up. We'd love, to, we'd love to have you guys. So, Or if you're somebody and you're an empty nester and you're so used to sending kids to camp during the summer and you have nobody to send, we have people that you can sponsor to send to camp. That's uh, right. We have a fund that we uh, we really don't say no to anybody. So we'd really like to be able to have a fund ready to, to help those who want to come to camp that can't afford it. So yeah. you can feel free to help us on that one, too. We're excited. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, as we get together and talk, we're intergenerational. I'm a, I'm a boomer, hippie kind of guy. I'm not a hippie. I, I, you know, in, in my day. Did you just call yourself a hippie? I said hippie kind of. So what kind ofness are you hippie like? Uh, I, I I'm just from that era. I, I never I never enjoyed the hippies when I was in that I'm trying era. Trying to think if you have a hippie tendencies. I don't think so. No. I, I don't think so. No, mm-hmm. because yeah, hippies. They, there are some that are still out there, and see, my generation took hippie and made it hipster. Yeah, then who made it yuppie? What's a yuppie? Uh, uh, a, a, a kind of a rich hippie. I've never heard of such a thing. Uh, is this actually a I thing? think they're related to a guppy. No. That's a, a what I was wondering. Look it up. I'm sure it's in there somewhere. A young person with a well-paid job and a fashionable lifestyle. Yeah. Yuppie. Wow. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know when it went from hippie to yuppie, but that's- I've never heard of a yuppie. Yeah, Interesting. That's, that's what it did. And so that must have been pre-your generation, and then from yuppie to something. Oh, that was about the time. It's an 80s term. Yeah. Yeah. So-, so. Interesting. See, I, I learn new words from you all the time. Yeah, well. You're so hep. I, I am, and I wasn't a hippie or a yuppie. Just I, a guppy. Yeah, I do what I was. <laughs> if, if we have to categorize people, I guess, who knows what I was. Oh, man. But anyways, you were talking about how you're a different generation. Yes, we are a different generation. and that But that doesn't change anything about the things that are true. It changes how we understand life, but it doesn't change truth. Hmm. For example... To your generation, my generation, there is a God. Yeah. We're not him. Correct. That's the same for us. doesn't matter what generation we come from. Go through the Bible, you'll find out that everything that's true, everything that's absolutely true, is the same truth today as it was forever. Yeah. Things that change, you have to give it a different category than truth. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever that might be. So... You know, it's if you came to me and said, "Oh yeah, you were you were a guy. You know, since you played football in college and you benched this, so now you're 65. You can still bench that." No, see, that's not a. I could at one point, I can't anymore. So it, what that changed? Yeah. 
what we want to do in life is identify all the things that don't change and make sure that the things that do change actually are anchored to those things. Yes. Because there are very few. There's a God. Yep. That's not going to change. You're going to live, you're going to die. That's not going to change. Mm-hmm. So when we start doing that, I think we can have the right expectations on what life's about and what we should be doing. Absolutely. And, uh, and that's important. I was reading a list. It came from a website called uh, verywellfamily.com. And I'm not uh, endorsing them. I'm, not, I'm just saying I you was found, reading. You're reading and you found this list. Yes. Okay. And what they, said, what they listed here was the top 10 social issues that teens struggle with today. Okay, social issues. Social issues. Now, when I started reading this, I realized, I don't know, that's, I have a different definition for social problems. But this is what they said. Number okay. one issue that, Number one. that they struggle with is depression. Okay. So, again, I, I can see that as an individual. I guess now it's so broad that we're talking about it being for a whole generation. Yeah. Or something, because that's why I don't get the social part. I mean, I, I understand the individual part. I'm not sure how that's a social A social issue. thing. Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah. Yep. But I, I guess my definition could be weird. But what they're saying is this. According to the National Institute of Mental Health, an estimated 3.2 million adolescents in the United States had at least one major depressive episode last year. That means about 13% of teenagers may experience depression before reaching adulthood. And this is a pre-pandemic. Um, oh, okay, pre-pandemic. Yeah, this is totally pre-pandemic. So the, we know the, it's worse now than it was right. then. Right, yep. Okay. And an analyst by the Pew Research uh, Center reported depression rates grew among adolescents, especially in girls. And they are going to try and figure out why. One of the major reasons that they came up with on why this is happening is because uh, in this culture, more than any in the past, it seems, people are always afraid they're going to miss out on something. FOMO. Yeah, FOMO. So why is that? Why is it that your generation is more fearful of missing out on something than my generation? I think it's because of the way that my generation started to do life because of technology. Okay. Your generation, you didn't know you were missing out. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We didn't. Honestly. Yeah. You know, I mean, it sounds funny. You didn't even know when you got a phone call half the time. I mean, <laughs> you had to right. come home and see the, the answer machine blinking. Right. Yeah. Absolutely, and that's if they decided to leave a message. Yeah. Um, because I remember even as as a kid, I'd you know, oh, can I go over to to Billy's house and see if he can play? You know, and yeah. you walk over, you ring the doorbell. Hey, can Billy play? No, that's okay. Okay, and then I go home. Right. That doesn't mean if I had two other friends, if I knew what they were doing. Right. You know, I didn't know what he was doing, so I had to go over at his house. Whereas with my generation now, you have social media in in whatever form that they're that they're hanging on to. Right. And they see what everybody else is doing, and that impacts the way that they're viewing their life. And so they live their life in such a way where they want to have the best moment. And so they're hanging on for that best moment, allowing other moments to pass by because yeah, they that, have this this weird feeling of missing out on that perfect moment. Where I would argue it's like, man, just do life because how do you not know that that moment is, isn't going to be the yeah. Meant to be like, who cares what Johnny's doing today? You do what you want to do. So, so how much do they else. miss looking not to miss? Right. That's that, strange to me. That is strange. Now, when you were a kid, you just said you went to someone's house. I did too. Did you ever go and just call their name? We used to, like my friend down the block, Scott, that I played with. Yeah. I'd go stand out on the street and go, "Yo, Scott." I never did that. Oh, that's how it went in our neighborhood. Really? 
Yeah, so you'd be at home, and all of a sudden I'd be inside, and I'd hear Scott go, yo, Dave, just scream. Yeah. And if I'm home, I come out. Right. And then we went and did something. Right. No phone call, no media. Yeah. Just all of a sudden you heard, yo, Dave. Yeah. And if I didn't answer, he'd walk in the gangway, for those of you who don't know what a gangway is, it's it's the little space the little between space the between two, two houses. houses. That's right. <laughs> Called it a gangway. And so you'd walk into the gangway, and he'd go to my bedroom window, yeah. and he'd go, yo, Dave, you know, yeah. even louder. That's funny. Uh, in fact, there were times where all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, two in the morning, I hear the scratching on my window. Yeah. And I knew it was Scott out there. He That's wanted to funny. go do something. And I'm thinking- At two in the morning. Oh, pff. yeah, he did. He had, he had an interesting life. So it's like- Hey, Dave, let's go do something. It's right. like, I'm sleeping right now. Yeah. And it did get to the point where then you'd call your friends, yeah. you know, but you'd have to memorize the number. Yeah. You know, it's not like nowadays where you just hit the hit the name. Yeah. Well, know. that that's the difference, though, actually, our generation's weeding well, call. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you even see the slow progression yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we didn't have, I mean, obviously, you didn't have internet. Right. My generation was kind of the start of internet because we had dial-up. Right. When I was, you know, probably late middle school, going yeah. into high school. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't I didn't get my first phone until I was twenty. My yeah. first cell phone at that. I mean, some kids had them in high school, but I mean, if I were to stereotype, it was more the rich kids that had them. Yeah. And it was you know, it's they like, the, and those, it's and those it was big huge phones they had to carry around those, so, those black phones or whatever. Some were like. bigger and then there was those those indestructible Nokia ones. Yeah. That are, those iconic ones yep. became popular for the longest time. But yeah. anyways, but I mean, just looking at the generational differences, the way that my generation then embraced technology changed the way that we interacted and it changed the way that their expectations of relationships are. And now with every generation going forward and current, I don't know what the current generation is, Gen, Gen X right. or I don't whatever know. it is. Whatever we label them. You know, that exponentially changes all the more and it plays into that that fear of missing out more and it changes people's expectations more, which I think, you know, and maybe this is why they call it a social problem. I think that's where it, it feels even depression. Right. Because more and more so, I would argue, young people don't know how to do relationship. Right. And, and not only that, they're, they're put in positions where they see things, maybe from around the world, that they can't do anything about. Right. You could see people do harmful things over in Asia if you're here in the United States. Right. Well, and that happened a year ago. I mean, yep. we've talked about, or I mean, everybody knows the name George Floyd now. Right. But that was almost a year ago that that incident happened, which happened in Minneapolis. And obviously it repercussed over our nation. But there was even riots in London and elsewhere in the world because of that event. Right. And I don't know if that would happen when I was a kid. No. Just because of the way that our world is different in in, in terms of technology and information at our fingertips. Right. You know, so I, I would things. encourage you, if you're, you're struggling to press in, if it is because you fear missing out, and it may be, you may not even be able to identify it. Right. You may just think, wow, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm always on the outside looking in. Well, that's kind of a, listen to our last program as yeah. we, we talked about propaganda, because right. that's kind of you falling for something. Yeah. That isn't true. And you can head over to Relate365.com and uh, click on those podcasts. That's where you can find them. Yeah. You know, it's interesting to me because, honestly, I think if you can look at life honestly, you can deal with the fact that sinful people act sinful. Right. Okay. That shouldn't surprise anybody. Sin has a price to pay 
it separates us from everything good. Yeah. So sin separates us from people we love, separates us from God, separates us from the, the way it's meant to be life. And so sin has is, got its ramifications. And since we're all sinful, we're going to see ramifications in life. That, that's the way that is. Our expectations in life should be set upon what, what is really happening, what we can really do within the scope of what God's given to us. Yeah. I can't solve the problems. In fact, I don't even know the problems in your extended family. Yeah. But I can't solve them. Right. I, I not only don't know what they all are, you may not even know what they all are. Right. Certainly, I'm not going to solve them. But if I start watching your family like I would a soap opera, now all of a sudden I'm dragged into stuff and I get opinions and all that kind of stuff. And it's not even going to go anywhere. Right. It's not going to change anything. And so now I'm helpless. So now it's like I can't change anything. I'm helpless. Oh, yeah, and I'm not even wanted in that family. No, you're not. Right. So I think this idea of communication is very interesting because it, it kind of drags people places they really shouldn't even be. Right. And and you even mentioned like soap operas and, and that sort of stuff, which in my mind brought up like even the, the stimulation of on-demand um, media, you know, mm -hmm. in terms of like streaming and watching movies and TV shows, like that is exponentially increased, which plays a factor in how you view the world mm -hmm. because a lot of people look at that stuff and almost are living life through those characters instead of living life themselves. Right. And that becomes their expectation. Right. And that plays into it too. So it's not even just the social fear of missing out. There's the like, oh, that's what they have. I want that on that show, even though it might not be realistic. Right. And and then they it's just a spiral downwards. Yeah. You know, one of, one of the simple things for me to... To, again, I love boiling things down to a simple thing. The, the simple thing is, in life, life is really about God. If you look at how it's created, etc., it points to him, not me. Yeah. When I make it about me, it gets complicated. About God, it's simple. And, and so when I make it about me, I'm always going to feel like I'm missing out mm. because I'm not in charge. Yeah, And it'll keep proving that over and over again. I mean, the sun will come up whether I tell it to or not. Right. The, the, the days will go on, there will be strife in some other country. I am in, you know, I don't want to keep saying to myself that I'm insignificant. Mm -hmm. But when I look at everything that's going on and how I affect it, I'm insignificant. Yeah. Okay. Now that could bother me. Right. Or I could put it in perspective. I'm not significant because I make the sun come up and down. I'm significant because the one who made it go up and down. Absolutely. Loves me. Yeah. Okay, now I'm significant for a reason it can never change. Right. And it's also very simple. And I don't have to worry about this other stuff. So if, you know, if you're struggling with depression, I think you really need to start um, trying to align your expectations with reality right. and simplify your life and find someone who loves God that's older than you that you can just talk to. Right. And don't, don't go for the lies, you know, because oftentimes isolation comes into the picture. Right. That's what Satan wants you to do. He wants you to be isolated. Yeah. That's not how God intended it to be. You know, we talked about things that don't change. One of the things that God created us to do is to be in relationship. Right. You know, you look at Adam, he brought in Eve for relationship so that he, God, could be in relationship with Adam and Eve, Right. but then sin entered the world and broken that up. So we were, we were designed for relationship. Satan wants to isolate us. Why? Because he knows if we're isolated, we're not getting the truth mm -hmm. and the perspective that we need. Right. You know, I also want to encourage people, you should actually limit 
listen carefully to this, but you should limit the information you take in. Yeah. Here's why. You can't do nothing with information. You're, you have to categorize it somehow. You will do something with it. Right. So, so Jason, if you came to me and said one day, you know what, um, I, I really hate cats. I'm going, okay, fine. You know, like, I don't know why I need to know that, but I will never now forget that you hate cats. And if, if you come to me one day and say, I, I not only hate cats, I saw one on the way here and I kicked it. Okay. Now, you may be saying that's totally insignificant. Maybe. But the thing is, it's in my head. Yeah. And now I'm thinking, okay, you abuse animals you don't like. Mm-hmm. Now, I actually have to do something with that information. I right. can't, it's not like it's not there. Right. Yeah, there's no, I mean, you hear the phrase, in one year, out the other. There's there's no truth mm-hmm. to that. No. You you process stuff. And so everything you take in, whether it's your eyes or your ears, influences you in some way because you have to decide what to do with the information. Right. That's why, as a leader of a ministry, often when I'm in a public place or big, I'm quiet. Yeah. Because I realize anything I say, they're going to have to deal with. Yeah. They don't, maybe you don't need to know this or you don't need to know that. But if I tell it to you and you know it, what are you going to do with it? Because mm. you have to do something with it. Right. Absolutely. And there are people as you get older that realize, I think when my dad died, he was a pastor for you know 30 years or so. And when he died, uh, a lot of secrets died with him because he knew what it was to take information. And he knew you had to do something with it. So here's what you do with it that's healthy. If I hear something like... Um, something that I don't agree with, I think it's harmful to your life, and somebody else told me about it. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I need to forget that. Well, you're not going to. Yeah. So what I'll do is take it to prayer. I'll say, God, you know the situation. So now I've done something with the information that's constructive. Right. But I'm going to do something with it. Right. And it's not even verbally. No. You know, because most of the time we take in content, it's maybe even on social media. Yeah. And so you might read a post and... You know, there's, I'm sure there's, especially with how our world is and how social media works, there might be a post that you disagree with. Right. And the fact that you read a post like that, you've engaged and you have to do something with it. Right. You know, some people respond by replying to that and all of a sudden you get online, you know, whatever it is, but it, it changes. You have to do something with the information you take in, either yep. that or limit it. Yeah. And that's the importance. Yeah. And, I, and, you know, most people aren't realizing that. So you read all these, whatever social media you're on. I mean, you, yeah. whatever. How many things just went in your head that are totally useless that really are out of context that Yeah. And I promise you you'll have to deal with it. Yeah. Now one way or another, you're gonna deal with it. You're gonna say, No, I just forget it. Yeah. Brain doesn't work that way. Right. In fact, I, I love doing this with students. I love in the in the college, Nicolay Bible Institute here, I'll I'll do something really stupid, make a stupid face or do something and, and say, Stare at this, stare at this and they're they're wondering, What is he doing? He's just lost it. You know. <laughs> And then after a little while, I'll say, okay, close your eyes. No, I'll close your eyes, I see. Now open it and stare at this again. Close your eyes. Oh, stare at me again. Close your eyes. Okay, then I was done. Then I said, okay, now, now forget what you just saw. And they're going, we can't do that. I know. You're 90 years old, you're going to smile about this. You know, when you're 90 years old, you're going to smile about it because you're going to think, oh, yeah, that silly face, I remember it. You know, yeah. and there's still times, you know, I'll walk through a store, I'll hear a song that I listened to in high school or something, they're playing on some elevator music place, and it'll bring back memories. 
And I'm thinking, oh, man, that's weird. I haven't heard that in 40, 50 years. Yep. And it brings back, why? Because you're going to do something with the information you have. Yep. So I would say, doesn't the Bible tell us to guard our heart, guard mm-hmm. our thinking? And take, your, take every thought captive. Yeah. Because there, that's the reason behind it. Yeah. So I would suggest that you're, you're not a legalist if you're careful what goes into your head. I would suggest you're wise. Yes. And it wouldn't hurt if you filled your head with right thoughts. Because then you're going to have to deal with right thoughts. Yeah. So that's good. So in, in the case of a simple case like of, of Jason Mead knowing that he doesn't like cats and he kicked one of the way. Which is not it, true. Which is not true. Well, I don't like cats, but. Well, I don't either. That's why the illustration, but <laughs> I, I really wouldn't kick one. I wouldn't kick one. Yeah, but let's say that happened. Then, you know, in my head, I, I can turn that around because I could do something. I could say, well, there, by the grace of God, go I. And, you know, I mean, it, that could have been me because I don't like cats either. And I'm glad I didn't do it. So God, help me understand not to abuse animals I don't like, you know, whatever it might be. And when you you just realize you got to do something with the information, that's all. It's not docile. It's not going to go nowhere I really believe that most people, your generation, Jason, believe that they can take information and it won't affect them. Mm. And I'm saying, sorry, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And you, there are times where things are blocked out of your head. I understand that, where you don't remember something. Yeah. And for me, at my age, sometimes it's good you don't remember things. You know, what I mean, you might not remember. Yeah. Uh, but. But we, we can't pick and choose what that will be. No, and there's usually triggers that bring it back. Yeah. So, I mean, you might say, I put that out of my head. I haven't thought about that for years. Yes. But then all of a sudden, something over here just, boom, all there it is triggers again. and it flushes back. You yeah. Know? So I be, even have that, like, even with smells sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Like, like, every now and then I'm walking around camp and I get a smell. I'm like, wow, that is straight out of the old dining hall. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like just weird yeah. things like mold. That. <laughs> yeah, 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 who knows? Cockroaches. But, but like just something like that, it yeah. instantly, something you never thought of, all of a sudden, like a picture and an image comes back just yeah. because of a certain stimulus. Yeah, you know, one thing I'll never forget. I, my first surgery that I ever had as a kid, they put me under with ether. Ether. Yeah, they used to use ether, not needles or anything Is else. Is that the it, stuff they put on a cloth? Yeah. Yeah. Only it was a fancy mask that looked like they were killing me. As a kid, because I, I was on, I was getting my adenoids out, I believe, at that time. And adenoids. Adenoids. Are, a lot of times, if you had ear trouble, they take your adenoids out. It, oh. it, it's it's like tonsils, adenoids. Sometimes they take them both out. Okay. I have no idea what they do. Okay. But I don't have them. Okay. So they must not do a whole lot, <laughs> because I've lived all these years. There you go. Um, some doctors are already rolling over now, saying, oh, "Don't tell people to yank their adenoids out." I don't even know where they are, much less. <laughs> <laughs> But here's what I'll never forget. Ether. That smell was so... I, I fought them. They put that over my nose, and I thought, you're killing me. Yeah. And I grabbed a guy's arm, and of course, I was a kid, so they probably expected that, and too bad. About one second later, you're in la-la land, so wow. you're gone. But that smell, oh my goodness. Oof. I will never forget it. And every once in a while, I get a whiff of something that reminds me of ether. Mm. And I don't even know what anymore, but hopefully, something. Hopefully it's not your cooking. Cabbage. You know, I have no, <laughs> no, I have no idea. No idea. But, but I think it's funny because the stuff that you remember is there, and it's yeah. there instantly, and it's vivid. Um, guard your kids' input and they're growing up. Just guard it. Can you imagine a child? How old are your kids? 
Uh, seven, four, and three. Okay. So imagine if you didn't really guard their inputs. You gave them, you know, internet to go through. They, they're looking at all kinds of stuff. So by the time they hit 10 years old, mm-hmm. all the stuff that's in their head now that you think, well, they should just forget that. Right. And I'm just telling you they can't. No. And, and if you have kids, you, you realize quickly that they're sponges. Yeah. And so you have to be intentional. And that's what, I mean, as you bring that up, that's one thing that my wife and I are very intentional about. Yeah. And you know what? If, if anyone comes to you and says you're too protective or whatever, I would say, remember what we just talked about. It isn't about um, being too protective. It's about making sure you understand this human principle that you're going to have to deal with the information that goes into your head. Right. One way or another, you're going to have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So that, I think, if, if people would understand that, I think that would go a long way to helping battle depression. Yes. Because I think a lot of things are the continual flow of information we don't need mm-hmm. into our minds. Um, do you watch news anymore? Uh, rarely. Yeah. I and read news mostly. Most guys right now that I've talked to don't watch news as much as they used to. Yeah. And again, they're, they're coming to these conclusions. I see all these things. I have to deal with them. Well, not only that, even reading the news, I'm almost at the point, it's like, there's an agenda. Right. And we, you know, and we talked about agendas on a previous episode. Yep. Um, and it's just like, like you said, it's like, I have to do something with it, you know? So it's, it's trying to find that balance. And not only that, but everything you, you, you take in, you also have to align with the perspective of truth, which is what we talked about on our previous episode. If you missed that, head over to relate365.com and you could listen to that. But yeah, with, with news, it's just like, really? You know, there's an agenda there, and it's like, I... You know, and eventually, here's here's my thought, could get me in trouble with all the evangelical people that listen to us, but I think that opens you up to too many conspiracy theories once you start listening to everything that's out there. Mm. Because now, because you have to do something with it, you think, okay, I heard this. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do with that, I heard this thing? Mm-hmm. You know, I, you're going to do something with it. Yeah. Now, you might say, well, I've heard it enough where now I believe it. Okay, you can, but because you've heard it and because you believe it, is that the only criterion for truth? Mm. So at least give other people latitude to disagree with you. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like the whole issue we went through the pandemic and and there were some people said, well, masks are very useful and others who said they're not. Right. Honestly, I think you're healthy if in your life you say, I understand that there's two sides to this issue. Yeah. And this is the side I'm choosing, not necessarily because it's right or wrong, Mm -hmm. but because I realize I don't know all the information and I'll never understand all the information. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you why I'm doing it. You know, I don't think we're creating masks. I can wash my hands. So I can tell you why. But if you say I choose to wear a mask, I'll go, go ahead. Yeah. Now we've just solved the problem. I've done something with the information I've gotten. I've made a decision. And we go from there. So depression is a real issue. I think it gets yourself in line with reality. Keep it simple. And uh, hopefully talk to somebody. Go to somebody who isn't depressed that's older and say, why aren't you depressed? Yeah. And and have that discussion because that's a good one to have. Absolutely. And, and it all comes back to don't isolate yourself. Have conversations. Be willing to talk to people. That way you can you can realign with truth and just even get the help that you need so you, you're not doing that. And don't don't worry about missing out on stuff. Right. Just do life the way that God has intended you to do life with, with the people around you and have fun doing it. Yeah, don't miss out on, 
your life today. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So hopefully you're encouraged uh, today. Unfortunately, we're out of time again. I encourage you to listen to other podcasts on Relate365.com. But for Jason and Dave here on Younger Older, that's all the time we have. Take care. Bye-bye.